It's simple. For many dancers, restrictive eating strips the fun from food. Whether you are calorie counting, macro counting, or attempting to abide by restrictive food rules like clean eating, your eating experiences start to look more like a math equation or just a whole lot of stress and anxiety. How can we shift our eating behaviors and learn to incorporate even the most indulgent, fun foods without guilt? That's what we're gonna be talking about today. Hi, I'm Rachel Fine. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist working with dancers to help them rebuild their relationships with food and learn how to use food as a tool to improve their performance. As part of the intuitive eating paradigm, we define fun foods as those that tend to be, and I quote, less nutrient dense in comparison to other foods. The most obvious examples of these fun foods are sweets and desserts, but for some dancers, fun foods might also incorporate those that are known to be a bit higher in fat or maybe, and I quote, greasy foods like pizza, fries, burgers, and whatnot. In fact, one dancer's list of fun foods might look very different from another dancer's list of fun foods. I often see dancers who are healing from dancer diet culture and struggling with restrictive lifestyles like clean eating include more processed foods in their list of fun foods as well. Now the term fun foods, it's not meant to assume that nutrient dense foods, whether you consider those to be like whole grains, fruits or veggies, it's not meant to assume that these foods aren't fun because there are countless ways that we can experiment with flavors and textures of all foods to make them flavorful and interesting. Arguably, all foods can be fun. And ultimately, this is a goal. But for those dancers who are struggling with disordered eating or a diagnosed eating disorder, whether nutrient dense or not, food can feel anything but fun. So are fun foods just unhealthy foods? It can feel like we're utilizing the term fun foods as a term to describe, and I quote, unhealthy or junk foods or, and I quote, bad foods. The term fun foods is actually only supposed to be a temporary tool as you are healing from dancer diet culture. Because descriptions like bad, unhealthy, and junk imply disgust and even wrongful doing when we're eating these foods. And that's what really drives a lot of the food guilt that many dancers might experience around eating some of those foods, further exacerbating food fears and just worsening the overall relationship a dancer might have with any one type of food. So for dancers, viewing even these more indulgent options through a more positive lens, such as with fun foods, helps you step into the work of reintroducing these foods in a way that offers more permission, ease, and without so much overwhelming guilt. So especially for dancers who are new to this work or redefining what it means to be the healthy dancer, and diving into food neutrality, learning how to strip away the labels and true beliefs that certain foods are bad, unhealthy, or junk foods is incredibly challenging. So shifting the perspective from these terms to terms like fun foods can just be a temporary helpful tool along the way. So we're not simply relabeling junk foods or unhealthy foods with the term fun foods. 
Rather, we are hoping to utilize the term fun foods as just a temporary tool to ignite the potential for joy in a dancer's relationship with any one type of food. So how can we actually do this work and reintroduce these fun foods in a way that feels less overwhelming? Well, in the work that I do with dancers within The Healthy Dancer is we learn how to integrate a very proactive approach to fueling our bodies and a very intuitive approach to fueling our bodies. In fact, the proactive approach is actually part of the intuitive approach. And that is so that we can ensure that first and foremost, our body has baseline nourishment to meet its metabolic and physical energy needs throughout the day. And this usually starts with consistent meals and snacks, because if you are going into experiences around these fun foods from a place of restriction, a place of a calorie deficit or an overall scarcity mindset, then you are more likely to experience these foods from a place of extremes, feeling super in control around them to then feeling super out of control around them. More often than not, leading you to eat past the point of physical comfort. So first and foremost, we need to make sure that our bodies are nourished adequately throughout the day. Then we can tap into a bunch of other tools that I utilize with dancers, some of which include unconditional permission. So trusting that you can enjoy these fun foods at any time they are accessible to you. That means removing the conditions so that when you eat these foods, there are no strings attached. You don't have to compensate, burn off calories for having dessert or save up calories for having a more indulgent dinner later in your day. We are simply eating food without the strings attached. Also, building our food neutral lens. Food neutrality is a major part within the Healthy Dancer alongside food flexibility, learning what our intent is behind our meals and snacks and how we can make room for foods that we prefer, foods that are accessible to us within the larger perspective of how we're fueling ourselves over time, right? Not just at the moment. An important thing to remember when it comes to fun foods is that your patterns over time matter, that no one single food can ever make or break your performance or your health. And even if you were eating those foods more consistently, if those are the foods that are accessible to you and that are gonna leave you feeling energized, satisfied, and happy, that's okay too. A couple other tools that dancers will utilize within the Healthy Dancer, mindful eating techniques, the hunger fullness scale, all of this becomes incredibly helpful when we are reintroducing more fun foods into our daily meal plans. Important to know in my experience doing this work with dancers, we should consider incorporating fun foods into our daily meal plan. So it shouldn't be a weekly thing. And the reason for this is because oftentimes that turns into being, and I quote, a cheat day, which is actually not helping you to reintroduce fun foods. It's actually just setting you up, perpetuating and continuing that cycle of, again, just feeling really in control around those foods some days to feeling really out of control around those foods on those cheat days. So granting ourselves permission might mean having to proactively incorporate these foods into our daily meal plans, as I mentioned earlier, so long they are accessible to us. There are instances where fun foods might not necessarily always be accessible, and you might very well experience instances of eating past the point of physical comfort or even eating emotionally. Holidays are the biggest example that I can think of for this, whether it's your favorite pie on Thanksgiving or your favorite cookies around the holidays. Oftentimes, those foods, they are not necessarily accessible all year round to us. So in those instances, there can be a level of the scarcity mindset that's experienced, and we need to make some space for this. 
But from a general perspective, incorporating fun foods into your days throughout your weeks and throughout your years is incredibly important to help to lessen the novelty around these foods. This isn't to reduce the joy and the experience that you might have with fun foods, but it is to help you build trust and permission that you can enjoy these foods again if and when you might want them if and when they are accessible taking them off of this glorified pedestal will help you to better listen to fullness cues and eat to a point of comfortable fullness and satisfaction at this point dancers might say well what if i eat too much of those foods what if i'm eating desserts every single day that can't be healthy rachel in fact when doing this work we actually don't set upper limits the moment we perceive there to be a limit on the amount that we're eating, the same goes for terms like eating in moderation, by the way, we subconsciously build that mindset of scarcity, that worry, that further challenges our ability to truly stop eating when we feel full and rather enter that mindset of, I need to get this all in because starting tomorrow, I'm not going to have it again. How about fast foods? Can dancers incorporate these foods into their meal plans as well? Well, for dancers who are traveling and touring, then fast food can be the norm and most accessible option to still provide their bodies with energy. This is where the Healthy Dancer Food Flexibility Algorithm can be incredibly helpful because before we are even worrying about the nutrient content of our food choices, we are first assessing our best choice as being one that is accessible to us. For dancers who don't necessarily know when their next meal is going to be on tour, then swapping french fries for apple slices might not be your best bet, especially if you haven't packed any snacks for your day. Granted, if you were a bit more proactive and did some meal planning before your tour and have a couple nutrient-dense snack additions to add to your day, then it's a bit of a different conversation. We can perhaps consider some different options, but if that's not the case, then you'll want to be choosing more energy-dense foods. Now, if you know that food is going to be accessible to you within the next few hours again, then choosing the salad or swapping the extra fries with some apple slices, this would totally be a great option to provide your body with some of those key micronutrients that will support immunity and overall performance. The bottom line, there is no right or wrong choice. All of our choices need to work for us in the specific moment. And relying solely on external rules telling us what foods are best for us and what foods we should avoid, it's going to make that work extremely challenging and fueling our bodies will feel impossible, especially when we're working with the tools that we have in front of us. So just to recap, what are fun foods? These are foods that diet culture have deemed to be a bit more indulgent. You may hear them referred to as less healthy foods or even junk foods. We wanna first strip away that stigmatizing mindset. That's why we're turning this into a more positive mindset. It's a temporary tool to help us reintroduce these foods, allowing ourselves more permission to enjoy them more consistently, more reliably throughout our days, and further utilizing tools like mindful eating techniques, food flexibility, and even gentle nutrition while incorporating these into our daily dancer meal plans. I hope this helps, but if you need more support, head over to the blog. I'll share the link in the show notes where I talk more about reintroducing fun foods into your day to day and how your patterns over time matter way more than any one single food choice. If you liked this discussion, give me a subscribe, write a review, and I will talk to you soon.